speak Australian. Can opener. Beer. Foster's Australian for beer. And to paraphrase Trucker Paul, lick my motherfucking balls. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's it going? How was the weekend? Uh, it was okay. Nothing to write home about? Nothing to write home about, for sure. No? You seem like uh, relatively sober, so the, the drinking from the weekend didn't carry on to the no, week. No, no, not really. I've got a lot of shit to do at work, so got to stay in tip-top mental shape. <laughs> Can't be hungover. Not too hungover. Now, you know, I I decided that uh, it was kind of funny. So I was hanging out with the ex over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, we got pretty drunk on uh, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday. And then Sunday, stayed sober. And she was spending the night over here. And she was just kept remarking how strange it is to go a night without drinking. And I was thinking... What, what? How many nights do you drink? She's like, well, not even. What do you? She's like, well, what do you qualify as drinking? I was like, okay, <laughs> how many nights do you go without having at least two beers? And she said well, she has. Don't drink beer. Does she really drink? She doesn't. I've never. Or seen wine. Any or wine. Right, a or a cup of or a glass of vodka. <laughs> you know, vodka. a glass of no, like a vodka soda <laughs> or vodka soda. A cocktail. A cocktail. <laughs> Guys, don't say cocktail. You say vodka. That's what it is, though. You don't have a glass of vodka. Yeah, but do you Unless you're me. (laughs) (laughs) You have a pitcher. (laughs) But no, so uh, yeah, she said that it's been like two months or something since she's gone like a day without drinking. And I was like, Jesus, you put me to shame. And you, sorry, just to back up, you having more than two drinks. So this is at least three drinks a day. Yeah. Every day for two months. Dude, could you imagine? Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I've done it before. I don't like to do, I don't, I don't do, I mean, I at least take, you know, three days a week off now, I think. You go three days? Two or Without three. one drink? Not, not in a row. Like, during the week, I'll take, you know, I, like, won't drink Sunday night, and then I won't drink, like, you know, Tuesday. Monday, you always have to drink a little bit, because you're just like, fuck, the week's back, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then the Wednesday we do the podcast, so that wipes that out. Sometimes Thursday I'll try and stay sober. See, what I try to do is I try to go Monday, Tuesday, I just try not to drink. Like, try not to drink those two days. It's two days of detoxing, and then by, you know, I, Wednesday. See, I'd, I'd rather not drink Sunday, because you're already all fucked up from Friday and Saturday drinking. And then, But I'd, I like to ha- get a little bit of a buzz on Monday. Well, I just wonder. Week just blows. You know, I mean, she was so, like, just kind of surprised. And just sort of startled. She's like, you know, it's probably going to be difficult for me to fall asleep. And I was just like. <laughs> That's what Tylenol PM is for. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. So what, at what point do you start becoming an alcoholic? When you're not aware that you have a problem? Uh, well, for me, being an alcoholic isn't the quantity that you drink. Although that probably sounds weird to some is people. Is it what you drink? No. <laughs> the it, quality? It's the effects. It, it's, you know, 
alcoholics drink in the morning and during the day and like you know they like miss appointments because they're too hungover or sleeping one off um i don't know maybe i'm defining what a functional alcoholic (laughs) is versus just a straight up bottom of the barrel alcoholic. well that's kind of what i was thinking i was just like you know it's difficult to qualify what is an alcoholic when you know i drink a considerable amount and i think a person who doesn't drink or who's a moderate drinker would consider me to be an alcoholic being that i almost drink every day of the week but I consider to be Bob Madigan an alcoholic. Right. Well, here, here's the former a, here's Bob another, Madigan. Here's another test. Yeah, forget the people who are, um, you know, who get up in the morning and have like three shots of whiskey so they can go to work, or they're drinking at work. Now, now that's an alcoholic. <laughs> that's an alcoholic. But but forget about those people because those people are obviously alcoholics. Here's something. You know, when I let's say you get off of work, like I think people with like approaching alcoholism or maybe they're already alcoholics, you know, are the people that every day after work, happy hour, happy hour for two hours before they can even go home. Get sloshed. Yeah. I mean, I never, the earliest I ever drink ever really is like 10 PM. Maybe on the weekend, if somebody's having like a barbecue or a picnic, I'll drink during the day, but I don't drink during the day ever. Could you imagine though, if every single day after the grind, you have to go home to your, Overweight, middle-aged housewife, your four mewling children. She's wearing her gingham skirt. I mean, could you imagine? It's like, yeah, I'd want to be kind of buzzed to deal with that, too. Well, yeah. I mean, now you're, call- you're talking about what drives somebody to alcoholism. <laughs> it's a totally different <laughs> subject than who is or is not an alcoholic. Well, Wackerly, we have reason to drink tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I read something today that I think you'll be quite pleased to hear if you haven't already heard already. Have you heard about Proposition K, a proposition that is about to be voted on here in San Francisco? Um, yeah, it's a local San Francisco proposition, so as an Oakland resident, I don't really have much say. In oh, that so you or... can't even vote on this? No. So this proposition would forbid local authorities from going after sex workers. In other words... <laughs> It would decriminalize prostitution here in the fair city of San Francisco. All right. And so, you know, I read this today, and at first I was, you know, I I would say I was delighted. I was overjoyed. I was thinking, you know, in my mind, obviously, you know, I was kind of daydreaming about it for a bit and thinking, you know, it'd be, you know, speculating that, you know, in a, in a few months, there's going to be brothels everywhere. There's going to be like, you know, you can go on Craigslist and just get your whole selection of hookers. Getting laid is going to be so much easier for the ugly man. I mean, will Broadway, where all the strip clubs now are, will that just turn into a full-on red light district It'll be like fuck booths? It will be like the Barbary Coast from the days of yore. You remember like the Barbary Coast, that whole area of uh, North Beach? We <laughs> no, obviously not, don't remember. I'm not, a, I'm not a San Francisco history buff. <laughs> you're not a San Francisco historian, but I don't know if you've ever heard about that area, like Chinatown. You'd get shanghai You'd be drinking, and somebody would hit you on the head, and the next thing you know, you'd wake up like out at sea on a boat, and some guy being like, mop the fucking deck. <laughs> yeah, Pull <and> that <laughs> rope. <laughs> like, well, what was that, that like the late 18th century or whatever, when during the gold rush days? Uh, I always get confused. 18, is 18th century the 1800s or is that the 1900s? 1800s. Uh, yeah, I think so. So the late 1800s is yeah, what sure, I meant. I sure. think it's 19th century, I guess that would be. Yeah, the late 19th century. I, I never can keep I always forget about that. But yeah, so there were hookers in, on uh, Broadway. Yeah, there were taverns. You'd get shanghai I don't know if it's going to go to that extreme. But it sounds to me well, that. Well, why wouldn't it? That's the that's the thing with people who make law, like write up propositions and make laws. They never, they sort of like, 
all they can ever envision are the good intentions. They never weigh the consequences, potential consequences. Yeah, there's always stuff that happens that you didn't plan for that, like, you know, the unforeseen effects of your bill. And maybe can we – can I back up for one second really shortly? Do people understand that in California, like, we elect – you know, bo- you know, there's the board of rep- board of supervisors for the city, and there's state senators and stuff. But they don't really do shit. <laughs> like they don't make laws, they don't pass laws, they don't vote on laws because they're all fucking chicken shit pussies. They think that if they're gonna do anything, then you know they're gonna get voted out of office one by one per- one group or the other. So every law in San Francisco, it's a local just- law though. Yeah, but they do An this ordinance. at the state level too. Every law like this goes to the voters in this proposition program. Which well, isn't that democracy in, in action? Not really. It's it's pure. I I don't know the words for it because I'm not a political scientist. But like, we're supposed to live in a republic, right? Where you vote for somebody to represent you. Representative democracy yeah, but is what we're supposed to have. This is a local ordinance, though, which should go to the people. No, it shouldn't. It should go to the board of supervisors. And so they'll decide. They'll You're write a socialist, Wackerly. No, I'm not. I'm, Going back to the USSR. What I'm, what I'm not is I'm not a populist. <laughs> people, are fucking, people are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is kind of scary to think that. Uh, you know, Joe the plumber out there is going to decide uh, whether or not, not we can have Joe prostitution. Retarded <laughs> subject in the news right now. So you know he's not even a plumber. I don't want to. And his name's not even Joe. All. I don't okay. want to talk about him at all. San Francisco would become the first major U.S. city to decriminalize prostitution if voters next month approve Proposition K. But what about Reno? Well, and what about Nev- I know Las Vegas? It's criminal, but it's every legal place, though. Every in, place else in Nevada. But this is the first major U.S. city. Like Reno's not a major city, dude. Reno's just white trash. Okay, it's not a real city. It's Whatever. like a huge trailer it's a city park where you can legally get a prostitute, which is a good thing. But it's a measure. So Prop K is a measure that forbids local authorities from investigating, arresting, or prosecuting anyone for selling sex. Now I'm not sure if Prop K covers johns people soliciting sex i think it's uh like people seeking sex i don't Uh know if pimps people who force other people into a sexual act i don't know if they are protected or prohibited from being prosecuted i think it's just mainly sex workers i don't know i have the the whatever voter guide that's supposed to be sort of non-biased either way just give you information about it and i can't make heads or tail this thing it says that the ballot question technically would not legalize prostitution since state law still prohibits it but the measure would eliminate the power of local law enforcement officials to go after prostitutes so I don't, I don't get it. So could and it, Johns. Well, and technically, I think Johns would be probably included under the umbrella here. But what I'm wondering is, like, so now can a prostitute just kind of sit there and give a hand job with her right hand and wave to a cop with a left? Oh, I think that would be public indecency. Okay. So, but she could do it in a car. Sure. Yeah. So, what do you have? You have the specifics here. Yeah, right, but they're the so specifics. Conf- they're, I'm I'm reluctant to even read it because it's so confusing. Like, I mean, you described it. They're decriminalized prostitution. That's not what the bill says. It says here's the the proposal. Let's give us a gist here. Prop K would prevent the San Francisco Police Department and the District Attorney's Office from applying for or receiving federal or state funding for prosecuting prostitution. That's the first sentence. The second sentence, the measure would also prevent the police department from conducting investigations of human trafficking in massage parlors. So it would Third protect. Sentence. Let me just get it okay. all out here. Programs for prostitutes, such as the Early Intervention Prostitution Program and the First Offender Prostitution Program, would also be eliminated. 
That's the proposal. That's I don't I don't there none of those sentences directly says we're not going to go after prostitutes. So yeah, but, so I think it, what is this? This is someone who's like theorizing what the what the prop, what prop K would mean. It, basically, what's happening is local authorities couldn't prosecute somebody. They don't have the power or right, the means. That, that's yeah. You're saying that. That's what the article in the newspaper says. But that's not what the proposal says here well, in the voter guide. Well, so but I mean, there's so there's pros and cons for this prop here. There's pros and cons, which are written by the people who are for and against it. Uh, the pros are sex workers can report instances of rape and abuse without fear of prosecution for themselves being a prostitute. Uh, more money could be spent on more on more serious crimes, which is sort of a red herring in my opinion. Sex workers would not be forced into re-education programs like the first offenders program that I mentioned. Uh, Which and, is and the sex workers, the prostitutes, the whores, the whores, <laughs> the hookers, the hookers would not be subject to lifelong discrimination associated with having a criminal record. Even though everybody probably will know at one point they were a whore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about friends and family know they're hookers? She's those still are, wearing the scarlet letter. Those are all the pros. The cons are that uh, the measure would make it harder to prosecute human trafficking, which is that's been like, you know, Wee Peng brings over like a boatload of like uh, Chinese peasant girls. Who are like, basically in, indentured servants to him. Yeah, they just get locked in some house. Don't they have to work for their freedom? I don't think they ever get any freedom. I so, think they're just locked in some house in the sunset that everybody, you know, goes over there and gets. Well, Wackerly's referring to here is the rub and tug massage parlors that pretty much are ubiquitous here in the Tenderloin. Well, I don't even those ones have signs. I mean, you can see them. They say massage parlor have big neon signs. Yeah, but they're the same. The people, windows are like, always blocked out. But I, there's like places out in the sunset that you drive by and you would never know, and that you have to be like. An insider. To they have that. like a club card. You know, yeah. I used to know a couple people that went to that went to a couple of those. I have but, a subway club card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but same. no, what you're saying is like Chairman Mao will bring over like 20 girls in like a shipping crate. And these yeah. 20 girls are going to have to work off, you know, giving hand jobs to fat white men. Well, I'm sure they say, gain yeah, their freedom. You, know, you give 100 hand jobs for $20 a piece and then you get your freedom. But I'm sure when they're on like 85th hand job, the guy's <laughs> like, oh, inflation going up. Uh, no, 120 hand job. Yeah, exa exactly. And, 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 what are the, and that's kind of what this thing is about. Well, this thing is saying, oh, those girls normally would go to the cops and say, this guy's enslaving me. But but in the minds of the people who want this proposition passed, they're, they're saying, oh, that girl's not going to go there because she thinks she's going to be prosecuted for being a, a, a rubbin' tugger. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> but think that's they're gonna bullshit. Get the reason she's not going to the cops is because she's from a different country. She doesn't know jack shit. She doesn't speak English. Well, she's dude, totally frightened that she'll be beaten to death if she gets caught trying to go to the police. Well, not to mention to they're not even allowed to let – they're not even let out of their cages. Right. They like, never they, the you never, Yeah, they never How see they, the sun. they even find the police department? Yeah, I mean they don't even speak English. She but, probably doesn't have a telephone in her little Chinese village where she's from. She probably doesn't even know what it is to pick it up and call. <laughs> And they have cell phones in China, but no, this not this not, issue not, like way out. You're thinking like in Beijing, yeah, but not way out in like the fucking you know rice farm where Dad's carrying a duck under his arm. Yeah, but no, it's seriously though. This issue of human trafficking is endemic in San Francisco, and it's a major issue. And it, and the fact that I think a lot of the people opponents to this proposition feel that the human traffickers are going to be protected by this law because now law enforcement's not going to receive the amount of federal funding. To uh, you know, to investigate these massage parlors or these these whore the, uh, brothels. Yeah, I don't know if brothels. I believe that though, because human trafficking is its own crime that has nothing to do with prostitution. I mean, you can do human trafficking and have people just as like maids in your house, you know, where 
you bring some girl over from Nigeria and she cleans your house and you pay her like 50 cents a week. And you, you never beat let, her with a stick. Yeah, you beat her with a stick and you never let her out and she doesn't know any better. That's human trafficking. That's prosecutable. It doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, you'd think they could just prosecute the human traffickers regardless well, of whether the prostitution was legal. So do you – so what, what, what I think the, the, the proponents of this proposition, I think their goal here is to have prostitutes or sex workers organize create unions because if it's legal then they could create unions they could work in safer environments in the street they can go to brothels now would you be opposed to having a brothel here in san francisco would you make use of the facility wackerly well that's two different questions <laughs> no i would not be opposed and it would depend i mean if it was like upscale yeah maybe then, then it's going to probably cost more but what would you go to a rub and tug i would never before I, going I to, go to a brothel a, i could not go to a rub and tug you just couldn't be. You just wouldn't be into it. It would uh, just kill they, the boner. I mean, they always look filthy. I don't even know. <laughs> they always have the windows like totally blacked out, so you can't get a look in there and see what you're like getting into until you're already inside. Yeah, and then once you go inside, you can't just leave. You know, yeah, I think. You could. No, It'd I think usually I think but it's you totally could just be like uh, I didn't know this is not what I expected. Oh, you know, I was trying to get a, a good you friend. You could also of, just get the rub, you know, just the massage. Well, I was trying to get a good friend of the show to discuss his experience at one of these rub and tugs, but he uh, declined uh -huh. the invitation, which okay. I was like, okay, that's fine. So, and I don't really know anyone else who's actually made use of one? a rub and tug. You know, I've always wanted to. I know. And I think I might, and then share the story with the listening audience. But, but once again, yeah, it's like you know these girls are toothless. They're like sixteen, and I just, <laughs> so they're toothless <laughs> and sixteen. So no, it just it just kind of bothers me. I would rather go to an upscale brothel, pay like, like the Bunny Ranch in Nevada, or like uh, the brothels in Germany. You go to like Munich and go to a real brothel, and you get like this beautiful Eastern European girl to have sex with. And aren't they generally like? I mean, Adam, maybe they're disease-free. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, are, aren't they generally like happy about what they're doing? Like, I make a lot of money doing this. I like having sex. It's they're not work, forced like, into the sex yeah. trade. Yeah, that's well, a big part of it for me. I don't want some like, you know, Vietnamese chick who's chained to the chained to the floor, well, giving me a hand job and crying while yeah, she's giving you a hand job, telling you about her children that yeah. are starving in Nepal. You know, it's like I don't yeah. want to hear this. My little brother. <laughs> He doesn't have any face. <laughs> in in my village, I never had to give hand job <laughs> for yeah, a piece of rice. Boner. Yeah, it would totally kill my boner. So brothels are allowed in rural counties in Nevada, uh, not in Las Vegas proper. And Rhode Island permits the sale of sex behind closed doors between consenting adults. But Fuck it prohibits yeah. street prostitution and brothels. So if San Francisco would allow sex workers to ply their trade on the Internet, like through Craigslist and other sites or through brothels, I think Prop K would be a good thing. But at the same time, I do think law enforcement should have the right to, to prosecute pimps. Maybe not John's. But I was thinking, you know, we don't really know, you know, we don't really have firsthand experience with the issue. So I was thinking, you know, who, who does and who we should call and who hasn't been on the show in a long time is Denise, the sick, official sick and wrong um, prostitute, journalist ex-prostitute <laughs> ex-prostitute yeah she was formerly a prostitute but she's been on the show this is like episode 50 i think it was a while ago i called her uh, today i ran into her and i uh, called her afterwards and i was thinking you know what we should talk to her about prop k so um without further ado i think uh, let, let's give uh denise a call wackerly and uh, see how she's doing 
Hello. Denise. Yes. Hey, how you doing? It's D. Simon and Lance Wackerly here from Sick and Wrong. Hey, Denise. Hey, D. and Lance. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show with short notice. I, I think I like texted you, what, like three hours ago? Yeah, pretty much. We're That's... not interrupting dinner or anything, are we? Of course you are, but anything for you, D. Oh, I appreciate it. So how you been? I've been good, been good. So... Denise, the reason we're calling tonight is uh, we, I read in the paper today that San Francisco is about to vote on a ballot called Proposition K, which would decriminalize prostitution in the city. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. So what, what is it all about? We're kind of in the dark about this. I just found out about it today, and I'm sure you still kind of work sort of in the industry, you're still working at the paper and all that. What, 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 what's the deal with Prop K? Um, well, Prop K, what it'll do is it'll basically um, take the 11 million that the police department is spending to prosecute prostitutes and sex workers um, will will no longer be needed. So they will no longer be able to use those funds for that purpose. And um, but the, what they're trying to do is still investigate, uh, like like human trafficking and things like that. Like the massage parlors. So, so they're de decriminalizing the actual act of uh, sex for sale, but they're, they're still watching the, uh, the people who are trafficking pe people and forcing them to work. So what about, like, Johns, like people who are, you know, going out seeking sex and, you know, paying 20 bucks for a blowjob, would they be, still be able to be prosecuted? Well, I hope they're not paying 20 bucks for a blowjob because it's probably a tranny. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the tenderloin here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I believe I believe that um, with Prop K, if it passes, um, that no, they will not be, they will not be um, prosecuted so, because it won't be a crime anymore. So it won't be a it crime would, anymore, a prosecutable right. crime. It would only be a crime to be... Um, pimping and pandering and, um, you know, forcing someone to do something against their will. So pimps would be able to be prosecuted? Yes, because uh, I believe so. If they're, if they're forcing someone to do that, do it beyond, um, aside from what they would want to do, then if they're forcing them, then they'd be culpable and could be prosecuted. So are you for or against it? Um, I'm for Proposition K, but it'll be interesting to see how it changes the business. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think there's going to be brothels now? Like, do you think they can open up, like, legal brothels here in the city? Well, they already have them. Where? I didn't know about this. <laughs> they're, they're called massage parlors. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I knew about those. Those are rub and tugs. I'm talking about, like, the Bunny Ranch. Like, you know what they have in Nevada? Yeah, you know... It all depends on what the city is because each each step to decriminalizing it, each step takes passing laws. So, if in order to get brothels in the city, we it's would a have whole other step. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like a whole you know next level. So, what yeah. about most of the girls you work with? Are, are they like the girls that are placing the ads in the papers? Are they you know supportive of this proposition? Yes, they are. Because they don't want to get... I mean, how often do they get, like, busted? 
Um, it depends on who they are. It depends on how smart they are. Um, but in the past year, there's been a lot more busts than than usual. So, will the cops just call one of those numbers in the paper, and the the girl shows up, and uh, you know they exchange money or whatever, and then the cop says, "Oh, you're busted. I'm you know I work for SFPD." Is that how it works, basically? Um, yes, yes. But there's also a lot of exploitation um, because. Sometimes uh, the cop will show up, and he'll and he'll demand that they have sex with them so that they don't get arrested. <laughs> oh wow! So they won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah, um, probably not. I guess dirty cops. So, do most of the girls that put ads in the paper do they also have pimps? Um, a lot of them do. There are very few that don't. A lot of them do, um, but but the smart ones don't. So I imagine the pimps are like, you know, fuck Proposition K. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> no, but the no, pimps are probably against it, though. No, actually, I spoke to one uh, last week about it, and he, he was very much for it. He was very much for it. Because yeah, it just them, it takes a lot of the risk out of their business. The, 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 only, the only way it affects them is um, it makes it easy. Oh, easier to recruit girls, if you think about it. Right, because it's now it's legal. So it's it's legal, you know, it's safe, the pimps will protect you, so come work for me. That's what they're saying. So you know, the only pimp that would be pissed is one who is beating the shit out of his girl, and the only reason she's not going to the cops on him is because it's he's because telling her, if you go to the cops, they're going to put you in jail, so, you know, keep your exact. mouth Exactly. So fuck exactly. Do you think most of these girls will need pimps, though, if Prop K passes? They'll still have pimps? Um, I think that most of them will just because they don't know what they're doing. They need guidance. They feel like they need it in their life. Is, it, is that what uh, the pimps do? Like, do they, do they actually offer the girls protection? Um, it appears as though they do. At least the girls that they do. I, I think it's very minimal. But it, it gives them a sense of safety. It, it's more like just a, it's a false sense of safety that they give them. So. And they're just kind of like, you know, leading the herd, so to speak. They're what? Kind of leading the herd, like kind of, you know, giving the guidance, giving them orders yeah. and letting them know what they're supposed to do. But I mean, they manage all the money, though, don't they? Um, it depends on the guy, but usually, yes. So, do you have any like pimp horror stories for us? Like, what 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 is your opinion of pimps? Like, are you for or against them? Um, you know what, I I don't have a problem with them. Um, for the most part, they're really nice to me. Usually because they're hitting on me. <laughs> but are they trying to recruit you? Uh, I I've had them try to recruit me. What's like a typical line? Excuse me? Like, what's a typical line they use to recruit? Um, you know, usually y y you don't know they're recruiting you and they're recruiting you. They just say, oh, they'll just say, uh, you can make, you can make a lot more money with me and, you know, you don't have to work behind the desk. And Wait, you, slow down, I'm no. writing this down. <laughs> right. But see, usually if, if they can't hit on me, and then, and I won't go on a date with them or be with them or anything. They think that I'm a pimp too. Oh, okay. Because okay, then they kind of uh, flip the card, and they're just like, they, "All right, well, you're a pimp." Right. They assume that because their game doesn't work on me, 
that I must be on top of the game. Yeah, but you wear a thicker gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it covers my entire body. <laughs> so, but I mean, most, but the pimps, like deep down inside, they're not like bad people, are they? Um, I would say no. I would say no, they're not bad people. Um, just trying to make a buck. They're just trying to make a buck. And I can understand why they beat some of these girls. They're stupid bitches. <laughs> so are the, I mean, like, so I live over in the East Bay. Are the pimps over there going to try and move their operation to San Francisco if this passes? Or, or is it just going to go the way it goes? And I would assume that they would try to come over here. Yeah. It but like it all depends on how they do it. If they, if they operate like they do it in uh, Vegas, Nevada, where you have to have a license, then it's going to be a little tricky. Um, and that's when it's going to be a little tricky to work in San Francisco because if you don't live you're here. just getting ticketed all the time. So wait, in Nevada, each prostitute has a prostitution license? I, I believe so. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And that is interesting. You well, have to, yeah, you have to, you have to get like, um, you have to go to the courthouse and let them know that you're register as like a sex worker. So you know, it'll be interesting to see if Proposition K passes, how this will change the face of prostitution in the city. Are you going to vote, yay or nay? I'm going to vote for it. You're going to vote for it. All right. Well, then I guess we'll encourage our listening audience to vote yes on Prop K. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that'll be a good thing. I'm just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just curious to see how it's going to play out. I just want to have some brothels. I want some brothels. Well, Denise, thank you for uh, taking the time to explain Prop K to us. And it's always good to hear, hear from you and talk to you on the podcast. All right, darling. You have a good night. All right, you have a good night, too, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Right, well, that was interesting. You know, I knew if there was one authority on uh, prostitution and the goings-on of the industry... Denise would be the one to speak to. So I guess um, the, the, the verdict is in. Vote yes on Prop K so Wackerly can go to a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like she said, I don't think there's any downside to it. Like, like she was saying, they can still – they'll use that $11 million that they're, you know, wasting picking up 16-year-old prostitutes. Or I guess that's another problem. What, to buy Gavin Newsom a new coat? <laughs> no, but they'll take the money that they're – you know, the 18-year-old prostitutes – Leave them on the street, leave them alone, and then they'll take that money and go after the traffickers and the pimps who are beating the shit out of their girls. Which is what they should be doing with Yeah, them. I think so. So, uh, people, this is episode 145 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 144. Uh, if you recall, uh, Wackerly, you did a story about the blind brawler, well, the newly blind brawler. Um, I did a story about a Florida Floridian sex maniac crack whore, and a listener sent a story about corpse kebabs in London. Believe it or not, the listener actually won. I was kind of surprised that people would find a man cooking kebabs next to a corpse sicker than a dude who got both eyeballs knocked out uh -huh. at a bar fight. Yeah. But the listener came in with 94 votes. Uh, you came in second with 76, and I came in way in the back with 44. I Apparently, think it's all uh, our UK listeners who probably ate at the sweet and what was it called? The sweet center? Like sweet. Yeah, it was like sweet <laughs> breads sweet or something. Center. Poppy sweet center or something. We put a picture on the main page. Yeah. At, uh, hey, I, hey, remember we were talking about Mel Gibson? 
<laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. The Maverick movie. I, I did bring in the book, the films of Mel Gibson. It was the gift I gave you last year for your birthday. Uh, and we were discussing the movie you'd never heard of it, Man Without a Face. There's a picture of Mel Gibson with half of his face melted off, and it is called The Man Without a Face. Was he in a movie? 1993. So he was in a movie called Man Without a Face. Was he in a movie called Maverick? Yeah, I don't have. Up oh, there it is. So Mel Gibson Here's a picture of him as the Maverick Mel Gibson is a Maverick This was actually one of those movies that's a rehashed TV show It used to be James Garner back in like maybe the late 70s, early 80s called Maverick Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, there's James Garner, he had a cameo appearance <laughs> You know, we had a couple people chime in about some of the other things we were talking about Real quick, Cabin Fever wrote in Holy shit, that song of the week was hands down the sickest thing I've heard in a while. If I could vote for that song you ended the last show with, I would. What by is the, the song of the week? You know that song by the uh, the foreskin obsessed tugger guy? Oh, right. Yeah, Sorry. I forgot it was like uh, blood in your diapers or something. She says, by the, w- by the way, I'm on a lookout for genuine Canadian toques for you guys. I'll find something good. Trust me. I'm picturing a third hand 70s hockey toque with ketchup stains on it. Yeah, I hope it has hair headlights also. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we'd appreciate that. Uh, we also got a note here from uh, Ezra who says, Shalom, fellows. Another fellow, fellow Jewish listener here. He says, the people from the Indian subcontinent is one of, uh, is one of politically correct terms for Pakis and Indians. Who the hell says people from Indian subcontinent? Yeah, can we get an acronym, please? Yeah, I don't know. P-F-I-S? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. In Europe, the native North Americans are quite often called Red Indians or by their tribe, like Sioux or Mohawk, to differentiate them from the definitely more common kind of Indians from India. How many native North Americans live in the UK? Yeah, that's weird. I don't yeah. think any. No, I highly doubt any of them actually I, live he's there. Tra- I guess they could be talking about people over here. Yeah, may- I mean, maybe he's referring to them, but I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. So the listener won episode 144, and uh, when I finally get some new T-shirts and stickers coming in, I will send you your own Sick and Wrong care package. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show, audience votes, winner gets case of beer. We throw in a wild card submission with a listener article, which you can send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit it directly through the forum which can be accessed from our main page. Wackerly, I believe I started last week, so why don't you kick off 145 here with your story? Uh, This is from New South Wales, Australia. That's a damn good Australian accent you got going on there. I picked it up by listening to Capretta, who uh, wrote that lovely song about us and how much we suck last week. Oh, Wasn't yeah. I forgot about that. It was a mid-podcast song that was very good. Um, Caroline Byrne, uh, who's 24, was found wedged headfirst between rocks at the foot of the notorious clifftop suicide spot in uh, June 1995. i What's happening now is that this whole thing has gone to court, the uh, Queen's Court, I guess they call it, the Crown's Court. <laughs> so do you think every city has its own suicide spot? Like San Francisco is the Golden Gate Bridge. 
You know, I'm sure uh, New York has the Empire State Building or something. But do you think every city... <laughs> People don't jump off the Empire State Building. They jump out of the Twin Towers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> burning, burning. But no, I mean, I, I wonder if like, you know, the, the, obviously in Sydney or buttfuck Australia or wherever this story's from, you know, they have their own suicide spot. And I bet you there's suicide spots. Like everyone's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go commit suicide. <laughs> You go snuff it at the old suicide spot. Give me a Foster's first. <laughs> Twelve Foster's. Crikey. Uh, I disagree with you. I don't think any other city has a suicide spot like the Golden Gate Bridge. Most people just put their head in their oven. <laughs> it's at a, you know, every every apartment has a suicide spot. Or attach, oven. attach a tube to the exhaust the pipe garage. and just suck yeah, the that's exhaust a good suicide spot. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's spread out throughout the city. I don't know of any other cities with a big suicide spot. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm surprised. So this is a spot, like it's like a, what, a chasm or something that people just kind of dive into? Yeah, cliff uh, above, I guess, the ocean or some large, like New South Wales. I don't even know if that's in the interior of the... Land down, in the bush down. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or if it's on even... the coast. <laughs> I almost called it the dark continent, but that's Africa, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, is that a racist comment you got going on there? No, it's called the dark continent, I believe, amongst racists. <laughs> the dark continent. Well, here's the problem, right? She was found. People with her, eat a lot of barbecue. Her head there. is wedged in the rocks, but she's like really far out from the cliff, and uh, the the state, the prosecutors suspect that her live-in lover, Gordon Wood, actually murdered her. So he's being tried for this murder in New South Wales Supreme Court. So they're saying that there's she couldn't could not have committed suicide. Here's she had to have been murdered. This is pretty much the meat yeah, of I'm this, confused. This here. is pretty much the meat of the story. The uh, Crown's star witness, Professor Rodney Cross. The Crown so that's Queen? The Queen Queen Elizabeth? Is that her name? I, I didn't know She's that. She's the queen uh, of England. Yeah, but, why, what's she, why does she have all this influence in Australia? They should get their own monarch. Well, does Australia have its own governing body? Or is yeah, it the it's queen? That, it's like Canada. Like they still bow down to, to the queen of England. So it's just kind of she's a figurehead. Why did if I lived in one of those countries, I'd be like, "Fuck this!" That'd be my I'd be Proposition J. Well, that's the thing <laughs> that stop fucking blowing, you know, getting down and having our head way up the Queen's ass. Well, I think the Aussies are too busy, you know, consuming large amounts of Fosters to have their own Kangaroo Boston meat. Tea Party and kick some ass like Americans. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think the Queen of England has any say over taxes or any laws or anything. It's just stupid. It's Dude, a throwback. We gave our we gave the middle finger to the Queen. You guys can too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would. Yeah. Grow a sack. So the Crown's star witness is a guy named Professor Rodney Cross. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's an s- expert sports physicist, um, and he's published a bunch of papers on subjects such as billiards, balloons, and lawn balls. And kangaroo pouches. He says that there's no way – she's so far out from the actual cliff face, there's no way that she could uh, – well, it's possible, but only like a top athletic sort of sprinter could get up to the speed that she would need to be running to launch herself – out over the ocean and to where the rocks are where her head was wedged into. I picture some, like, fat, bleach blonde Australian slag, and there's no way she's going to be able to run that fast. <laughs> I think there's a lot of fit birds in Australia. 
Yeah, what, Nicole Kidman? It's a beach culture, you know. They all. Uh, I guess there's probably some tan there's ones. There's probably a little bit of com- from column A and a little bit from column B. He figured I've seen out some pictures. He figured out that she would. Uh, this is written in Australia speak, so he says that he calculated. He did the facts and figures and and uh, found out that she would have to be running up to the cliff at four five meters per second. It actually says four point nine meters per second. But who the fuck is this reporter kidding? Yeah. Five meters per second. Which I, I did the I did the facts and figures to to translate it into normal stuff that people can understand. It's like ten miles per hour, which is pretty fast to run. Dude, there's no way she'd be able to sprint ten miles per hour. He actually went to the police department or whatever the fuck they call it down there, and got like all the female sort of fit po- police women and and tried you know and had them run. And there was like maybe one out of a hundred could run this fast. Could run that. Oh, really? And, and, you know, like a professional, you know, she sprinted as a hobby or something. And she would have had to have leaped, like leapt off the edge and uh, to get that far. Right. And so he's saying this is retarded. This girl wasn't a sprinter. She wasn't, you know, some top physical form athlete. So, uh, you know, what else could have happened? <laughs> they, this is, now this goes back into her live-in lover, Gordon Wood, who uh, they think through her – off the cliff at 10 meters per second. Now, that is another feat of impossibility. Yeah, and once again, Professor Rodney Cross. <laughs> he isn't the type of guy to just, you know, come up with some one of these theories and, and let it sort of float out there. He had – now he takes all these women with the police department. And uh, I would love to have been here and watch this. But he uh, – and then had all the men from the police department come in and tr- – Try all these different methods of throwing these women into a, into a pool. <laughs> this is like not an, off the cliff, but into a pool. This is like classic Australian like detective work going on here. <laughs> know, have you ever awesome. have you ever seen like the Australian version of Matlock? Yeah. Or Australian uh, what what's that uh, Law and Order? <laughs> Law and Order Sydney unit. Yeah, it's a bunch of guys wearing those like black cowboy hats with a crocodile teeth, just with tossing one, chicks with one into side walls. Folded up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Bowie knives. Well, listen to this. Let me explain a little more. You'll even get a bigger kick out of it. So he tried several methods. There was the underarm throw, overarm, sideways technique. (laughs) They all failed, as did hammer throw, where two male cadets each attempted to swing a female colleague by the ankles over their heads. (laughs) Do do they have, like, workers' rights? (laughs) I mean, like, seriously, is there a police officer's union in Australia? I think all the birds down in Australia are just game for this type of shenanigans. They're just, you know, they're good Because they get them so drunk on Fosters, (laughs) they'll do anything. I have another Fosters, bro. (laughs) Sheila? That's what I was looking for, Sheila. I'll even have sex with Paul Hogan. I'm so drunk. (laughs) Is he still alive? He's probably a cop. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why they're trying techniques where it takes two men because they're already they're just prosecuting this one dude. One dude, yeah, for sure. Um, the there was one method which achieved the requisite speed, and that was a spear throw, which is what he calls it. But the way that he describes it isn't really how I would throw think of throwing a spear. Holding the woman's crotch with his right hand and supporting her (laughs) chest with his left. He probably had Wait, supporting her chest? One. Yeah. So he's got one hand in her vag. And one, one hand, hand on her, her titties. Tits, and he overhands her, you know. Uh, and in this manner, one of the cadets could throw the woman at uh, <laughs> at 4.8 meters per second with a short run-up. But that's how Australians chuck ugly chicks out the bar. Yeah. <laughs> the spear method. Get out of the pub, you slag. Um, a number of witnesses say that the live-in lover used to be a professional trainer and he could easily easily bench press 
100 kilograms, which I think is like 212 pounds. I was, I was about to say, who's this guy? I mean, this guy must be like, you know, the ultimate warrior or something. Just some like he really... is the ultimate warrior. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate be... warrior is not Australian. <laughs> no, but I mean, he must be like a really like huge guy. Like yeah, a tough guy. so they think, I don't know. Like the crocodile is... hunter. What do you Reincarnated. Think? I, you what know, if there dude, was a strong, I find this spurious. I what don't, if there's a strong tailwind? They haven't brought that into <laughs> consideration. I, I don't think you could throw a woman. I mean, how much do you think the woman weighs? She probably weighs at least 120 pounds. I don't think you could chuck a woman 10 meters like uh, that. And and she landed with her head in the rocks sticking straight up like a, like well, a Bugs yeah, Bunny okay, video. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait then. You're, you're, you're think you couldn't chuck a woman 10 meters across level ground, but – what if, what if it's like you're chucking her from a hundred feet up? Then you might be. Do you able to think throw she was already minutes. like? Do you think she was unconscious? Do you think she was dead weight? Or do you think she was kicking and screaming the whole time while I'm the guys hoping. just like grabbed her by her titties and just chucked? I'm hoping kicking and screaming. <laughs> Australian for full play. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't go into whether this guy even had a motive or anything. So that's what I'm saying. You know, what about a tailwind? What about? You know, as she jumped off, uh, an albatross <laughs> grabbed her back and sort of carried so, her a little so bit. So what do you think? Do you think that, uh, you know, this, this Aussie lady uh, committed suicide or do From, you think she was murdered? Here's what I think. From the experimentation, I think that the guy could have thrown her that far, but I just don't think it's conclusive that that means that he did throw her. I don't think there's any way they can prove this. Yeah. Well, but they're just saying there has to be – she couldn't run that fast, so I, I'm thinking tailwind – uh, I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe the tide actually took her out to where her head got wedged. Maybe she didn't actually land there. It, it sounds like she landed in the other side of the cliff, or the something. Other side of the cliff? Or you know, like I, the I mean, the canyon or something. But it might not be a canyon. It might just be a cliff facing the ocean. Yeah, but you never know what Australians call canyons. So on the sick and wrong star <laughs> scale, <laughs> on the sick and wrong star scale, I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I think he did spear chuck his lady. And, you know, that's, that's Australian for pimp. Yeah. I think he's the ultimate Australian pimp. And I think he did spear chuck his lady off a cliff, which I think is pretty much, you know, par for the course for any back talk. So I'm giving this guy, if he actually did, you know, manage to uh, do this feat of strength, four stars. <laughs> it's incredible. I couldn't do that. No. You couldn't do that? No, no. I think there should not. be an Australian sport to see if other men can do it. Although your sister... You could probably throw her a good distance. She's so small. Yeah, but she's so full of diarrhea. I don't think she'd travel <laughs> no, that's that far. Extra thrust. <laughs> extra thrust. So uh, on the star scale, four, what are you four stars. It? Yeah, I just it's too up in the air for me. For you know, three and a half stars. It's difficult to determine. It's diffi- difficult for me to score this one. Well, here's my story for episode one forty five. <laughs> Wackily, are you on Facebook? Do you do the Facebook thing? I am on Facebook, but it's one of those profiles that says nothing, and I just used it because I wanted to see some chick's picture. Some chick that you went to high school with? Isn't that what Facebook's for? Yeah, but I haven't put any of my own pictures up there or anything. You know, I think the downfall of mankind began with these friendship sites you know these file sh- friend what are they called file sharing sites friendship sharing, social networking social net sites. So, social networking sites i think that was the downfall of mankind i think that's when satan really came in and took over society really it blows don't, my don't be melodramatic or anything no, it, it blows my mind that 
I mean, it just allows the pedophiles to find out as much information as they want about these fucking inbreds oh. who post all of their information on a page for strangers to view. Are you specifically talking about pedophilia? Pedophilia, whatever, dude. Cops can now go in there and, and bust people. It's, it's just a den of iniquity, these social networking sites. Facebook is not an exception. Facebook's the same thing. What was the the, first, remember Friendster? That one's not really so big anymore, is it? You wonder why that one didn't, didn't last long, I don't you know? know. Luck I mean, at draw. least MySpace, you can, you know, if you produce a fine podcast like Sick and Wrong, you could promote it, you know, ceaselessly and uh, send out bulletins and get new listeners. But people that just go on there every day, every day, all day, you know, sending out their little Facebook, I wrote on your wall, or it's the most annoying site I've ever heard. I'm actually getting old enough that I have no idea what the fuck that means. I'm one of those people like the Facebook and the kids and the wall. What what the fuck? I don't. What is the wall? Okay. I hear I read about it in articles all the time. There's okay, John wall. McCain, you're not looking cool right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm explaining. Do you know I how know... to use the email? Have, <laughs> have do you done the email? To, I, I know. I typed in my email address into a Word doc and hit return. No, but no, and on, on Facebook. Facebook tries to differentiate itself from like MySpace. So it's like you can write on your wall and you can like, you know, shove a tampon in your ass or like, you know, you get can these I like, write messages. Can I write on the wall in feces like I do in my apartment? <laughs> <laughs> so getting to my story here. Okay. We, we, we digress. Um, this happened in uh, New Addington, UK, which I have no idea where that is. I, I imagine it's probably near London, which I imagine most cities are. Husband <laughs> hacked wife to death with meat cleaver. After she changed Facebook status to single. And you know, I think this is another indication that Satan, the downfall of mankind, I think people put, put such a heavy consequence on someone else's Facebook or MySpace account that they're willing to commit random acts of violence. Yeah, was it just... I it's mean, did internet she, psychosis. Did she intentionally do this or was it some kind... I guess she'll not, we'll never know. <laughs> Uh, well, no, she did intentionally um, do this, and, and I'll going, get to why here. Going well in the marriage. Okay. Yeah, the, the the marriage was uh, it was not functioning. A husband who hacked his wife to death with a meat cleaver in fury over her Facebook entry was jailed for a minimum of fourteen years at the Old Bailey today. Good old UK justice. <laughs> yeah. You hack your wife to death with a meat cleaver, fourteen years. Yeah, you know, no, no how life old in prison. How old is? 34, Wayne Forrester, 34 years old, drank copious amounts of alcohol and took cocaine. So he's not even going to be – he's going to be out before he's 50? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you know he's going to be at the pub. Yeah, I hacked my wife to death. She I changed. just got out. My oh, – I'm still in Australia. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do two accents per show. Now I can update my Facebook account. Crikey. Oh, wait. Now I'm still doing the Australian shit. It's just hard to – it's hard to, like, change the mental path. Yeah. Um, so he uh, drank alcohol and took cocaine before driving 15 miles to the family home to attack wife Emma as she lay sleeping in her bed. The couple had separated four days before the murder, and Forrester later told police he had been provoked by his wife changing her marital status to single on her Facebook entry. So the separation didn't piss him. I mean, he's probably pissed, but... That didn't push him over the line. It took Facebook to push him over the line. Facebook was the straw that broke the camel's back. Facebook was the was yeah. That was the the breaking point. I guess I can understand for Wayne this because he, he probably thinking you know okay we're separated. She's gonna come to her senses that she needs me there to open but jar, open jars and plunge the toilet. And then when she uh, changes her profile to single, that means she's out like tooling for dick. Dude, this guy probably drank like 15 Stellas and uh, snorted a little bit of the uh, 
booger sugar. And he's sitting there like maniacally just kind of checking, compulsively checking his Facebook account, obviously clicking on her account, finding out like, you know, if she has, you know, in a relationship now or, or whatever, trying to yeah. keep up with her. Yeah. And you wonder, though, at one point when you end a relationship with someone, do you change the MySpace page? Like that's an issue nowadays. Another indication why Satan has uh, has taken over. <laughs> Uh, you know, you change it because you're trying to meet some other dudes or females, as the case may be, on Facebook or MySpace. But you, uh, so you, that's when you do it. You know, so. when I broke, so currently on your personal MySpace page, does it say in a relationship? It does say in a relationship. So when are you going to change that? Like, if you broke up with your girlfriend, when would you change that? I don't know. We're going to have to wait till that happens. <laughs> See, with me, when uh, I when I broke up with my ex back in what was that in August? I think it'd be classy to do it as you broke up. Like we we have <laughs> like to the talk. day of no while you're having the talk when you say, "Look, this isn't working out. We have to break up," and then just turn to the computer and log on to your MySpace profile and just do and it, change it to single, and say like. Voila, now we're well, breaking up. I mean, Wackerly, don't get me wrong. I don't issue ill will. I don't, I don't want to say that you're going to break up with your girlfriend. I'm just saying that all relationships eventually come to the end. Either they die or you break it off because you get bored of fucking them. That's very so it's true. Going, it's very going to happen. It's existential analysis of, <laughs> of dating and relationships. So, so I'm just saying when, when – so eventually it will happen. Eventually this is going to be an issue in your life as it was in mine back in August when I, it became kind of like a standstill. Like I didn't change mine. My status still said in a relationship. She didn't change hers. Right. And we checked it every now and then to see who would be the first one. And I ultimately just ended up changing mine. But you constantly refer to your quote-unquote ex-girlfriend, but then you say that you're always hanging out with her, getting drunk. So what's going on? We're, we've moved into the friends with benefits stage. Because <laughs> okay. this, I, you know what I think, you know I what I think to... is more important than the relationship signifier? Is if you delete that person from your friends list. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's the last. Now, that's had like, she done that. That's like, I don't want to know you anymore. Dude, had she done that, <laughs> Wayne Forrester would have used a chainsaw, not a meat cleaver. <laughs> well, she's just as dead. <laughs> so after he found out, after just four days, she changed it to single. He obviously flew into a rage. Emma was found in a pool of blood after neighbors were woken at 6.30 a.m. by her screams. Near her body was a large kitchen knife in another room, a blood-soaked meat cleaver. Um, apparently, Forrester was armed with a knife and the meat cleaver, forced the front door open after neighbors called 999. Uh, he emerged from the house covered Silly in Brits. blood, holding a carton of juice, because, you know, you get thirsty after murdering your wife. Uh, when the police arrived, he held his arms out for handcuffs and told them, Who called you? My wife is in there. I killed her. Inside the house, they found Mrs. Forrester's body with a large wound in her neck. Two banister rails had been broken off, and there were clumps of long brown hair strewn around the bedroom. She had multiple wounds to her neck and head and defense wounds to her arms, showing she had fought to uh, ward off the blows. Forrester later handed detectives a prepared statement which said, She forced me out of the family home, posted messages on the internet that made me look like a fool, telling everybody that she left me and was interested in meeting other men. He went on, the whole incident seemed a blur. I felt I was watching somebody else attacking Emma. Which is actually quite common. Like, I've read that a lot of violent episodes, the, uh, the, the perpetrators kind of feel an out-of-body experience. Like, they don't feel that they're doing it. Okay. You I wrote this prepared statement at the police department? 
I don't know if he wrote it at the police department or he, they just say later he handed detectives this prepared statement. Did he? He didn't write it before he did this, did he? I, you know, I wonder. Does it like kind of sound like typing it, it up in Microsoft Word? <laughs> he had it already typed up, right? Or on maybe on her wall in <laughs> <and> Facebook. <Yeah. laughs> so, hey, bro, just stop by to say hi, and I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you write that. So on the sick and wrong star scale, Facebook really pisses me off. I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of You're people not out on there. Facebook? You know, I have a sick and wrong page for Facebook. Oh, you do. But I don't have a personal. Facebook page. I do have a personal MySpace page. Is that why you hate Facebook? Because you're sort of on the MySpace team? Or or just in general, you think it's all bullshit? Dude, all the bitches are on MySpace. No, I think in general, <laughs> it is all bullshit. I think and that, it annoys uh, me. MySpace is more of a East Coast Bay Area thing. I, I'm not sure about LA, but in, Facebook is more... Sorry, I totally fucked like that up. Like Midwestern? Like no, no, colleges? No, no. What I meant to say was... MySpace is West Coast Bay Area. I'm not sure about LA. And East Coast New Yorkers are all on Facebook. So you're saying it's a coast to coast thing? It's like like it, Crips you know, and the Bloods. It's, it's like, <laughs> like we should well, fight them. I was going to say like Biggie versus you know the West Coast rappers, that sort of thing. I think eventually it's going to lead to a civil war. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the Abraham Lincoln? Is it going to be Obama that Dude, brings us out of this? It's going to be like the Warriors. It seriously will be. I don't know. So on the sick and wrong star scale, the guy hacked his wife up with a meat cleaver because she changed, just solely because she changed her marital status to single. I'm giving it 4.5. People, watch out for those pixels and the bits and bytes because in this day and age of the internet, that shit can fuck you up. It really can. 4.5 stars. 4.5. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about this one. Um, the listener submission this week came in uh, courtesy of uh, Sophie. Female listener from L.A. She says, I've been listening for a while. First time I've ever sent you an article. Thought you guys might enjoy this one. I live in L.A. and I see women all the time carrying these fucking dogs everywhere they go in little bags. I wish I could do this to the woman and the dog at the same time. So apparently a Lakewood woman here is accused of setting her dog on fire. Where is Lakewood in L.A.? Is it Lakewood's in... Colorado. Oh, okay. So it's Lakewood, Colorado. Lakewood police are holding a dog owner on arson and felony animal, animal cruelty charges after they saw that she set her pet on fire. The incident happened at the uh, Alpine Vista Apartment Center in Lakewood where Tanya Martin, 38 years, years old, lives alone. She's like one of those classic crazy spinster dog ladies. Not a cat lady. A dog lady. Crazy yeah. spinster dog Which lady. Which I almost think is worse because they really, th- at least with cats, I think the cat ladies think, you know, okay, I got all these cats, but they are, I like cats, but they're cats. The dog ladies think their dog is a kid. The, the dog, the dog ladies anthropomorphize the animal. A baby. Not even yeah, a kid, a it's baby. It's a baby. Because you have to take care of it and, you know, the dogs are so needy. They're so deluded. I mean, there's and they and the, you know what you know what the sad part is. They really feel like they need to love something. Yeah. No. And you know what's even worse? Childless dudes do this too. I used to work with some really creepy dude who had these two dogs and just talked about them all the time like they were his children. It was because really childless bizarre. dudes fuck the dogs. <laughs> I don't think the woman would, was fucking. I wouldn't the dog. pat it past this guy. But when when does a woman become crazy dog lady or crazy cat lady? At what age? Like after thirty five. I know we're going to offend some listeners here. I'm not going to put an age dude, on. <laughs> No, but I'm saying, dude, when you meet a girl who's like 36 years old and she lives with three cats alone. Uh-huh. That's are you kind of like sure. crazy cat lady? What if she's 33? And has three cats? Three cats. 
See, that's the thing. It's not just a straight age. It's like a function of the number of cats and the age. There's a curve that you have to intersect. That, three cats at 33 is, cat, is a crazy cat lady. And single. Yeah, you can, if yeah, girl no, she's got to be single. Yeah, yeah. you got to be single. So, yeah, that's, that's really So what about it. one cat at 33? If you had to – let's go – then no. And like what about three cats at, at 25? No, you're not going to – No, because you're a weird stoner weird chick who chick. likes animals or something. But let's say she has two dogs, lives alone. She's 34 years old. I think borderline crazy dog lady. And with the dog thing, the dog ages are different than the cat ages. So, so wait, what are you saying? And it also it's, depends – for dogs, it depends on breed also. All right, I'm talking like, poodle. Yorkshire uh, Terrier. Full-size poodle or, or – like Yorkshire a, Terrier. I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know. A little <laughs> toy dog. Little, toy dog. Okay, little toy dog, 35 single. Yes, weird. Crazy dog lady. Okay, but now if it's a German Shepherd or a Labrador or a Golden Retriever or something? Maybe not. Maybe I'll give her a couple extra Maybe she's years. Maybe athletic. I'll give, yeah, maybe I'll give her a couple extra years. But if she had five Golden Retrievers, weird. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I don't want to be in your fucking shit-smelling apartment. So Lakewood police are holding a are holding a Tanya Martin currently after they claim that uh, it was one of the worst cases of animal cruelty they have seen. Um, Dr. Elisa Mazzaferro here says, my understanding is that the dog was barely conscious and barely breathing when he was brought to the animal hospital for emergency treatment. What to, and is it, this is a Yorkshire Terrier? It's a Yorkshire Terrier. I, I, you know, they don't even specify what kind of dog. Oh, okay, Yorkshire Terrier will, will probably survive. But um, they claim it's the worst case of animal cruelty they've ever seen. The firefighters went above and beyond the call of duty in resuscitating this dog with mass oxygen. Which I find just amazing that these guys would take such steps, such means, to resuscitate a dog. Uh, what else do they have to do? You know, Would you give mouth-to-mouth to a dog? I don't think it's, it's not mouth-to-mouth. When they say mass oxygen, it means they brought the tank out with a little mask. So, <laughs> I'm surprised it fit over the dog's face. Police described a bizarre scene when they arrived at the dog owner's apartment. There was, on top of the stove, a phone book, which was on fire. The stove was ignited. The Yorkshire Terrier mix was placed on top of the phone book. It was hogtied with stereo wire, a speaker wire, so it was unable to move itself. It sounds like an installation art piece. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the dog was rescued, he had been burned so badly, his paws and his nose were coming off. <laughs> so, dude, at that point... Why resuscitate the dog? Why yeah. don't you stomp on its head with like a, a your your boot or a pot or something? Put it out of its misery. Yeah, it I mean, think of the pain. Like, yeah, compassion there. The compassionate way to go would have been to euthanize the thing. Because you know what, <laughs> the, the the pound is going to euthanize it anyways when nobody wants the thing. Dude, who is going to adopt this animal? Nobody. Crazy dog lady. They might give it back to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to come in in a disguise. Yeah. That is my dog. Groucho Mark's mustache and glasses. (laughs) His condition was very critical, not only because of second and third degree burns over 50% of his body, but also because he was in a tremendous amount of pain. Neighbors at the apartment complex called police at 9 a.m. Sunday after seeing a tremendous amount of smoke coming from the kitchen. (laughs) Smells like dog barbecue going on next door. Now, um, if I get a, if I go to get a lobster, <laughs> a live lobster from Whole Foods, and I bring it home and I boil that fucker, what's the difference? <laughs> Lobsters don't have fur; <laughs> they don't lick you. Okay, uh, all right. Fine. Neighbors said they often witnessed uh, 
Tanya Martin behaving strangely and talking to herself. One of the neighbors here, Stephen Garcia, said, I thought she was talking on the phone. I figured she was having an argument with somebody. But after this dog thing, I'm pretty sure she was yelling at nobody. (laughs) (laughs) So on the sick and wrong star scale, dude, she hogtied and roasted her poodle Yorkshire Terrier mix Uh alive. Yeah. Its nose fell off. And she's old. I mean, we had... Children do this kind of stuff because they just don't know any better. I'm glad she didn't have a kid. Training. I'm glad she didn't have a kid. Did they say what set her off? They said she's insane. <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't really going into any detail other than that she's just mental. I'm saying that uh, I'm going to give this a 4.5. I mean, the dog didn't die, but the fact of it's almost I'm giving worse. it a 4.75 because the dog didn't <laughs> you die. You know, I'm going to raise my score to 4.75. Would you adopt a dog like this just Hell to no. scare people? For Halloween and then take it back after the thirty first, maybe. Well, no, I mean just think I about it, dude. Sorry, I don't want it. It's like when uh, when your friends' families come over with their children. They're just the kids are running away screaming while you try to force the dog into their hands. Play oh, with the dog. He wants kisses. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Burn victim animal. People, we invite you to vote. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode one forty five. He could be the mascot of the show. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. We get, we have a mascot. Fire Marshal Dog. Or yeah. What are, what are we going to call him? Fire Marshal Bill? I don't know. I don't know. We'll come up with a name for it. <laughs> Feel free to call the sick and wrong junk dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is busy? 206-666-3846. At 206-666-3846. Can I help you, sir? So, Wackley, we're nearing the end of the show. As usual, we get to phone calls, the Sick or Wrong hotline. People call the hotline, 206-666-3846. Remember, you have to be drunk or high to call. And uh, you can also email us at sickorongpodcast at hotmail.com. We received a number of calls, so uh, let's get to call number one. Hey, Dean Wackley, this is Marina. I don't know if reception's going to be shitty or not, but if you're interested in amputee porn... Uh, or anyone who's listening to this is interested in amputee porn. There's a movie called Hustler White um, by Bruce LeBruce. And um, in it, there's a scene where an amputee fucks a guy in the ass with his amputated leg. And um, Gay amputee porn. You would think it would be like really difficult, but it's not actually that much because all the muscle on the lower part of his leg is atrophied from misuse. So it's about as thick around as a, a wrist. Um, it kind of looks like a peg leg, but it's all bone and skin, and then he just fucks this guy in the ass. And um, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it still sounds difficult to me. I, I don't think I could accommodate that in my butthole. So, so do, do you think she got off on this or do you think she was watching it just purely for shock value i think for shock value bruce LeBruce. have you ever heard of that name is that the dude that writes all the the comedy for the oscars bruce no that's bruce valange <laughs> okay i think i'm getting my bruce's mixed up here so i think this is gay amputee porn so, she didn't point out but that's what it sounds like it's called it? hustler white hustler white by bruce la bruce yeah you know, I wonder if uh, if she has a boyfriend, what he thinks about her watching gay amputee porn. <laughs> but you, you know, it's classic. It's like, you know when you have girls that don't like porn that usually say, well, 
I'll watch porn if you watch a guy on guy porn. And so I bet you <laughs> she when takes it, it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. It's like I bet you her boyfriend's into porn. It's like, come on, baby, let's watch a porn together. She's like, okay, but you got to promise to watch a guy a guy porn with me. And he's like, all right, whatever. And so then she just goes to the whole next level. It's like, okay, not only is this guy a guy porn, porn. he's like stumping this dude in his asshole. And and then obviously now it's like, okay, point taken. We don't have to watch porn anymore. (laughs) Or maybe he, you know, escalated it further with, I don't know even what that would be, but. Maybe she's an amputee. I, I feel like she would have uh, disclosed that. Well, thank you, Marina, for the sick and wrong movie recommendation there. Hustler White by Bruce LaBruce. Bruce LaBruce. La Bruce. God, that's hard to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number two. Hey there, D.W. D.W. I know this, this voice. This is Dead Sexy from Jersey. Yeah. I was just listening to your little thing about uh, shaving your ace in your balls. Um, I think it's important, dude. Chicks dig it. Uh, when you got a, a freshly shaved ball sack and you got no uh, hair in your ass. I mean, if you were to look at your ass in the mirror, like you look from behind, you look kind of gay doing it. But uh, it just looks so attractive. You got ass hair going out there. And just so you know, you got hair down there and then, you know, under your sack, uh, under the grundle, whatever you want to call it. It actually makes you sweat more. Uh, I don't believe that. Dude, I don't, actually, I disagree. Think about the savages, like the uh, the indigenous people, like like the aborigines, for example. Uh-huh. Isn't the sweat like a human like defense mechanism? The the like the the, the hair, isn't it supposed to like protect the body? <laughs> I don't I don't know what hair is for. I just picture if you shaved everything, I think you just perspire more because you'd be warmer. I think the the hair. I think the hair dissipates the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Evenly, so that's why I, I disagree with that assertion. Yeah, you'd have to do an Australian police style experiment with everybody in the in the police force shaving their balls. And then, not everybody, half of them. And then there's a control group that keeps the hair, and then you would like uh, put a bucket underneath them or something to collect the sweat, and then measure the volume. And then you would just toss the Aborigines into a wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, side toss. That's them. how you would end the experiment. And thanks for the mental image there of the guy looking at his butthole in the mirror. Right. He said it looked nasty with the hair, but does that imply that it looks awesome without the <laughs> hair when you're looking at your own asshole? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you bleached it. Yeah, maybe. Um, it, it does make you perspire more down there. I mean, you can experiment. If you shave your armpits, you, you will not sweat as much. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice. And the other awesome thing about when you shave your ass is that your idiots. farts are not muffled. Even the littlest fart that you would not have thought of just make a nice toot. It's fucking great, man. You're just walking at the mall or at the store. It doesn't matter. And you don't realize how often you fart. You fart all the time. But now every single fart is audible. So you have to like constantly be on your guard of where you're farting. Because if you're like a, a, a few feet away from somebody, they're going to hear you go, Pah! You know, it's like, oh, my bad. And I was having so much fun when I did that because every fart is voluptuous and powerful. <laughs> voluptuous and powerful. Yeah, so the pros of shaving your ass <laughs> are that you don't sweat and your farts are loud. Dude, he described his fart as being voluptuous. It isn't like voluptuous. Don't you usually describe like a curvaceous chick as being voluptuous? Uh-huh. I think he, he would... feels that way about his own farts. <laughs> I think he finds his farts like if you're attracted to a curvaceous chick, you'd call her voluptuous vixen. So I mean, obviously, he must be getting off on these farts. Well, couldn't he be? Isn't he implying full-bodied that... farts? Yeah, the, they're full-bodied. They're 
they have a lot of volume? Is voluminous. That, a voluminous oh, a fart, word. I think, is the term that okay. he was looking for here. But, you know, I wonder, do you think people fart a lot in Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> just walking around the mall. Yeah. The strip mall just tooting left and right. It's the food over there. So, I don't know what it is, but some kind of food that makes them fart. So he was saying any fart, once you shave your ass, any fart is audible. What about chicks? I know a lot of girls that are completely shaven down there and... They don't fart. I mean, all their farts aren't audible. All their farts aren't voluptuous and loud and nice. So they're waxed from the front all the way to the back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not all their farts are audible. So uh, once again, I disagree with his assertion. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny monologue, but I don't think anything, any part of it is true. <laughs> you know what? I think you're going to have to get a control group of yeah. chicks with hairy assholes and a control group of chicks with shaved assholes and we can compare At the results. At this point, this is all just dead sexy's theories. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than his sex moves. What about uh, uh, number three here? This is my favorite call of the week and maybe the month and maybe the year, but I wouldn't be sure about that. Sick and wrong. Uh, listener for a year, time caller. Uh, you last show you guys were talking about um, everybody has sharded at one point in their in their life. Well, I just literally shat myself in in front of a room full of people. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I thought it was hilarious. I'll give you guys a call, let you know how to tell somebody. <laughs> You know, he could call his wife. He could tell his girlfriend. <laughs> so that that's what we're here for. I feel Support. Like, yeah, I feel like he was at work, like in a, in a meeting in a conference room, and then he sharded, and then he went to the bathroom, and as he's like stuffing his un dirty underwear into the garbage, he's actually making this call to us. He's just like, I gotta tell somebody. I gotta. Lance and D. We're the go-to people for when you shart. We're here for you, okay? We're the we're the support we're the support team. We'll help you out. We're like that suicide uh, hotline operator. The shardicide hotline. <laughs> the shardicide hotline. People, thanks for calling the sick wrong hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. I know we received a lot of phone calls and we'll get to them eventually. So keep calling us. But remember, you either have to shit yourself or be drunk or be high. Uh, we actually received a number of emails. I'm going to read a couple of them. One of them here came from uh, Anthony K. He's a Canadian listener. He says. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is Anthony Kiedis. He says, hey, guys, thanks for the hour of enjoyment you give me each week. <clears throat> Honestly, don't know what I would do without you guys since I've been listening since episode 18. Wow. Hardcore. Mm. You know, I wake up every morning, walk past the medicine cabinet, take a look at those pills, and just thank God it would be so easy. But in the end, I have what, you guys. to kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, but in the end, I have you guys to look forward to. Once again, we're just providing that support. Keep on going. Your meaningless existence isn't that bad. I was hoping you guys could give a birthday shout-out to my friend Leo or Patrick Francis. He hates us using his first name. Yeah, I would too if his name was Patrick. My name was Patrick Francis. Uh, the only other <laughs> I, If your name was Patrick Francis, I would call you Francis all the time. Yeah, I'd give you the finger more often. <laughs> the only other guys I could get to listen to you guys every week without thinking I'm some sick fuck who's bound to rape someone in an elementary school. If you guys decide to mention it for me, I considered it maybe some help to know the date. Leo's turning 18 on the 21st of October. I just figured it wouldn't make a difference since the show would probably come out the next day. And I've got to ask, did you guys see yourselves becoming as popular as you are now thanks to your awesome podcasting <laughs> skills? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I, I envision fame and fortune. 
but uh, no, we're still on the tender line. Yeah, in my shithole studio more, apartment. More, more often than people tell it, coming up and telling me how awesome the podcast is, I have people that we talk about that we know, you know, that we know people. And we talk about them on the show coming up and being like, "Dude, that wasn't cool that you told that story about me." <laughs> and then they get all pissed, and then like I'm losing friends more than I'm gaining uh, popularity with people I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a public service that I do now because we don't really, uh, we're not really compensated. <laughs> In any way. But anyway. We should have a pledge drive. Yeah. Like, like the public radio does. Like a muscular dystrophy uh, or no, more, multiple more like, sclerosis. More like, Is that what uh, Jerry Lewis says? You know says? when you listen to public radio every day and then you tune into your show in the morning that you listen to you know, on your drive into work? And then instead of your show, you just hear them being like, call in, send us 10 bucks, we'll give you a tote bag. And they just, it goes on for like three weeks. We should just do that. Like for three weeks, just have podcasts where we, uh, episodes where we just ask for money. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Call uh, Bob Madigan's man in the phone bank back there. Uh, <laughs> just waiting for your call, call in with the credit card, blah, blah, blah. Well, so, uh, you know, we don't typically uh, throw out the birthday shout outs, but for uh, Anthony K here, who's been listening since episode 18, we might as well. Happy birthday there, Patrick Francis. I mean, Leo. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Francis. Francis. <laughs> He's 18 years old on the 21st of October, so happy birthday. And uh, do they celebrate Halloween in Canada? Do they do that? Yeah. Okay, go, go get wasted and steal some little kids' candy. Smash a pumpkin. Yeah, happy birthday. Got an email here from the board accountant. He says, D, could you interview a meth crackhead from your neighborhood? The Tenderloin. Uh, dude, I'm from Europe, and I have no idea what a meth crackhead sounds like because we do not do that shit around here. We only get drunk and smoke marijuana. So please interview a meth head if you can think of nothing else to do. I'm sure a lot of listeners would enjoy it, being the sick fucks that they are. There's no meth crack, meth and or crackheads in, in Europe? That's what he's trying to tell us? I beg to differ. I yeah, doubt that. I'm sure there know, are. But I mean, maybe not crackheads. Seems unlikely. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But you know what? The reason we haven't interviewed a meth crackhead here on the show is I don't want to let them in the sick and wrong studio. No. No. I mean, really, I don't. I guess we could kind of go out in the field and maybe interview a couple. With a little tape recorder? Yeah, a little camera or something. It's a possibility. Yeah. Thanks for the idea there, board accountant. Finally, here we got another email from the Silver Phantom. He says, I stumbled on your show about three weeks ago and downloaded your last 100 shows. Oh, my fucking God, how funny. Yes, I've listened to all of them already. I'm a truck driver, but I'm not sure I'm as sick as Trucker Paul. No pee bottles or Walmart shit bags in my truck. Take a close look and see who my co-pilot is. And he actually included a picture of uh, his truck with Chucky, a little Chucky doll he has in the window. From the Child's Play movies? Yeah. He says, it's fun pulling alongside a van of nuns when uh, he rides with me. So add me, fuckers. I want to see some Nazi tits. Uh, I'm not quite <laughs> sure what a uh, trucker silver phantom thinks of this. Uh, or thinks about us adding him. I don't, I don't know if that's a MySpace request yeah, or what Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. You're Dude, added, okay. If you want to see Nazi tits, just go to the Sick and Wrong forum, and it's not really our choice whether or not to add you. Yeah. But it's nice to know that we have another trucker who listens to the show. Yeah. Even though the silver phantom kind of sounds like another name for a fart. Didn't you, didn't you mention that earlier? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like that silver phantom name. It's too self-aggrandizing. Dude, if you shave your asshole, you make a silver phantom. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, people, uh, check out the Sick and Wrong forum. Uh, we were just talking about it. We have over 700 people on there right now currently posting messages. So post your message. Don't be shy. Don't be just a forum lurker. 
And uh, there's a couple issues I wanted to bring up on the forum. Uh, number one, I don't know if, Wanker, did you come across that? Um, the creator of the forum, good friend of ours, Die Hard, yeah. who runs the forum, operates the forum, has been posting messages requesting people to donate yeah. to the to the sick and wrong yeah, forum. Yeah, well, one message, and I think it's like cross-posted or something. And, uh, you know, it's created some confusion. I think people are saying, um, you know, we should donate. It's about time we, we gave back to the show and gave some money to the show. And a, a couple people at, like sent me a private message saying, you know, D, and I'm surprised you're finally asking for money. Why are you guys asking for money? Are you broke? And it's like, you know what? I just want to distinguish this. We are not asking for money. We're, we've never asked for anyone's money. We, I mean, you can send it to us if you want, but we're not asking for it. We'd rather have it. alcohol. Yeah, we'd, re- we'd much rather have alcohol. Of the world. But the money that you donate is going to the Sick and Wrong Forum, not right. to Sick and it's Wrong. It's technically a separate entity from uh, Sick and Wrong Enterprises or whatever yeah. the hell we call it. And we appreciate the forum. I love going on there. It's hilarious. There's a, there's, it's great having banter with the audience. And I thank... I'm grateful to Die Hard for hosting the forum, and I imagine he probably wants to recur some of his costs for hosting it. Yep. So, people, I encourage you, post to uh, donate to the Sick and Wrong Forum, but keep in mind, you're not donating to us. Right. So we're not asking you for money, okay? We're not pandering here. That's just what the point <laughs> I want to come across. We are pandering for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we, we love uh, alcohol. Alcohol and uh, naked pics of boobs. Yeah. Hey, did you see that uh, Nalen Palin porn clip that someone sent in that I posted? Uh, no. <laughs> you didn't download it? I generally don't click on the postings that you make. Dude, that, that's, that's so rude. <laughs> it really is. It's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm being I'm, honest. I'm offended. I'm being honest. But uh, no, anyway, some guy emailed the porn clip of Nalen Palin, and so I actually posted it. So Larry, Larry Flint it. made a porn with a Palin lookalike. She looks a lot like her. <laughs> well, a little, she, her, her tits are a bit bigger. <laughs> but thank you, Mark, for uh, sending that in. Also, I also want to thank Capretta. The disgruntled Aussie train uh, engineer. No longer disgruntled. Yeah, no longer disgruntled. He said, uh, you know, what, what did he say? He put a posting of the most foul picture I think I've seen in a long time. Some dude just lopped off his ghoulies. It's disgusting. Uh, and then took a picture of it. And then took a picture of it. I would expect no less from the Admiral of the Sick and Wrong Train Corps. Yeah. And Worldwide what you, Train What do you Corps. say? I can't stay mad at you guys for too long. I know. Yeah, just disgusting. Thanks, Capretta, for that. It kind of reminded me of uh, I wish that I could quit you or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the I pick. wish I could quit you. People, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, you can link to it right off our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a motherfucking comment and uh, five stars. Yeah, we're up to the third page of comedy audio podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Soon we'll be on the first page. (laughs) Close to 60 comments. I also designed some new stickers this uh, week, and I have some new T-shirts that will soon be available through our site. So um, hopefully by Christmas. It'll be a nice Christmas gift for everybody. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by uh, Sick Herman. He says, hey, Sick Fucks, great show. And a Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, Homecoming by the Teenagers. Here's the lyrics because I know you guys are too lazy to find them for yourself. It's kind of funny. The uh, chorus is, I fucked my American cunt. I love my English romance. I fucked my American cunt. It was dirty. A dream came true. Just like, just like I like it, she's got nice tits. It was a perfect dream came true. <laughs> uh, so... He says, keep up the great work, Sick Herman. Uh, by the way, Belgians rule and Aussies suck. I imagine uh, Sick Herman must be a Belgian. Is there a big Belgian-Australian rivalry that I'm not aware of? I, I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to end the show here with Homecoming by the Teenagers. Thank you, Herman. 
People will be back next week with episode 146. Uh, and if you live in San Francisco, you heard Denise. Make sure you vote yes on Prop K next week. Or is it next month? I don't know. I don't it's know. It's whenever, the general election. It's all at the one time. It's November, right? 14th? Oh, yeah. yeah November 4th. That's what it is. Sorry. So we'll be back next week with episode uh, 146. Until then, take a seat. Okay, good. Last week, I flew to Santiago to see my aunt. On day one, I met her hot stepdaughter. She's a cheerleader, she's a virgin, and she's really tan. As she stepped out of her massive car, I could only notice she was more than fuckable. I think she was coming back from the game or something, cause she was holding those silly pom-poms. On day two, I fucked her, and it was wild. She's such a slut.